Welcome to the inaugural episode of Best Hour of Their Day. My name is Jason Ackerman. I've been involved in the CrossFit community since 2006 when I opened my first CrossFit affiliate, Albany CrossFit. Albany CrossFit in the capital region of upstate New York. Opened it with $500 in my pocket. Sold it for nearly seven figures. That's right, nearly seven figures. Never thought I'd be able to make a living in the fitness industry. Was about ready to give it up. Found CrossFit. My life has changed. I've got a new book coming out, Best Hour of Their Day, and this podcast goes right along with it. Me and my buddy Jason Fernandez will be bringing you regular episodes where we talk all about CrossFit and the fitness industry, and most importantly, how you can help your athletes have the best hour of their day. Because if you do that, you will run a successful, lucrative business. So you'll be hearing from us, you'll be hearing from industry leaders, coaches, athletes, and more on every episode of Best Hour of Their Day. In this first episode, we're going to give you a little bit of an introduction about ourselves. Like I said, I've owned an affiliate, but I've owned three affiliates, all which I've sold, done pretty well for myself in that space. So I've been really lucky, really fortunate, and my goal is to share some of the best practices I use and many, many mistakes that I made to help you prevent them and help you grow your business. You'll hear from Fern. He also owns three gyms, two of which are CrossFit affiliates. We're both a part of the CrossFit seminar staff, so we're privileged in that we get to travel around the world. We've been all over from Florida to New York to Dubai and meet with thousands of CrossFit coaches, trainers, and athletes, and we've learned, we've begged, borrowed, we've stolen from them, all in an effort to help you guys. It's been really great, and I've been super fortunate in the fact that I've been able to change my life through this. But I'm a big believer in paying it forward, in gratitude, and I want to help you guys. So hopefully, you'll learn from us. This first episode is just an introduction, but I've got some great interviews coming up. We've got some great lessons. Share this with your friends. Share it with your fellow athletes, coaches, box owners, and let us know what we can do to help you. This is all about you guys. We're just trying to share information. We're trying to give back to this amazing community. So like I said, without further ado, this is the first episode. We're going to dive right into it. You'll learn a little bit more about us, and we're also going to talk about the three modalities of a successful affiliate, just like we do in CrossFit, weightlifting, gymnastics, monostructural. We break that down on the affiliate, on the business level. You'll see some great comparisons, and it will give you a great idea of what's to come and how you can analyze and evaluate your own business to make sure, just like in fitness, we want to make sure we're balanced to make sure you are balanced and running a successful box. I've said a lot. Here we go. We're going to get started. First episode, best hour of their day. All right. Welcome to the first edition, the first episode of best hour of their day, the podcast. I'm Jason Ackerman. Jason Fernandez is on here as well. Welcome. Dude, I'm stoked. We've been talking about this for way too long. We have. It's been months, if not years, in the making. I think our 
working title, I should say, is best hour of their day. And those listening understand what that represents. Jason and I have been longtime members of the CrossFit community. And I don't know about you, but my goal has always been to provide members, participants, friends and family with the best hour of their day. Yeah, I think that's, well, I'd be lying if I said that was always my goal. If, you know, there, my goal has shifted over the years. And as I've got, have the fortune of maturity, that is now the goal, um, as well as, you know, running a successful gym by whatever metric you choose to measure your gym by. So yeah, it is the best hour of their day by virtue of running an awesome business and, and having fantastic coaching. Well, and that's the purpose of this first episode. Hopefully, millions and millions of people are tuning in, and they are like, who are these two, and why should I listen to them? So let's dive into this introductory episode. Our goal is just to present to you guys who these two Jasons are, why you should listen to us, and how we can bring you value. So let's. I'm going to refer to you as Fern going forward, so it doesn't get confusing, although I think our voices are distinct enough that no one's going to wonder who's talking. Mine is for sure more manly. So yeah, I think they'll definitely get it. (laughs) So do you remember when we first met? I was trying to think about this the other day. It like the first, was it, it's not the definitely, it's not the first time we worked together with Denise. You know, I think as, as I just asked you that I was questioning it. The only time we may have met prior to that might've been at a new trainer summit. Maybe I, I know here. I do know this. We have, we had crossed paths before that, but I don't know if we ever like officially met, like, like had, had time to interact and, and work together. But cause I, because I mean, how long have you been in the CrossFit community? I would say in the community, probably 2007, I started doing CrossFit in 2006. Okay. So yeah, you're just a little bit longer than me. Like I started in 2008. So this is, I'm coming up on 11 years, but yeah, I mean, I definitely think our, our paths cross at either events or maybe competitions, you know, sectionals or regional or something like that. But I'm, I'm pretty sure like the first time we ever like spent any time together was in King of Prussia that weekend when we worked with Denise. I would agree with that. And, you know, for people listening, 2019, like Fern is saying, back then, if you were involved in CrossFit, you just crossed paths. You'd, you would meet other people, whether, like Fern said, sectionals, regionals, specialty seminars, because they weren't happening all over the world, and you had to make it a priority to get there. Yeah, there were the, the events were limited, so they were kind of a a significant commodity at that time. And it wasn't something you could just like, Oh, here, the next one's coming up in three weeks. These were generally things you had to plan for six months in advance to try to, you know, coordinate your work schedule and, and figure out how to pay for it and then figure out the travel plans and all that stuff. And that's, that's where you made a lot of your connections was at these, you know, any number of specialty seminars that were going on. So as we're discussing this and Fern and I are saying, we met at King of Prussia, for those listening that don't know us, we're both part of the CrossFit Level 1 and Level 2 seminar staff. We've both been on for over six years, which means we're probably both at about 200 or so seminars. We've been in front of literally you know, tens of thousands of people and worked with some of the best trainers in the world. 
For sure. And I think uh, that's a big aspect of what you and I have gone round and round and round about this with numerous other people about, you know, the, the, the genesis of this podcast and, and the goal that we're trying to achieve is that there, there is white space or there is a gap in the CrossFit community. And that gap is in, you know, I uh, think a lot of the business aspect of the CrossFit community is being handled very well by a lot of different um, entities. Um, but there's a gap in the kind of coach mentoring space, you know, and, and we get to see that firsthand either at seminars or when people contact us uh, and ask us for advice. Uh, and that happens to be our specialty or our super skill. And we want to try to reach a broader community because at the end of the day, regardless of how good your skills are from sales standpoint, your ability to put systems together and SOPs and all that stuff, the variable that will keep people there is your ability to make it the best hour of their day. You know, that is the variable, you know, as Gary Vee would say, the variable of success there is your ability to have human interactions as well as be really, really good at the art of coaching. Yeah. There's plenty of companies out there that will teach you how to run systems and grow your business, which is great. And we will do that as well along the way on this podcast and through other means. But like you just said, I don't think that matters if you're a shitty coach. Not long-term, you know, so I, you know, you've done uh, different mentoring programs. I mean, like, you know, full disclosure, we're, we're not pulling um, a bunch of ideas out of our butt. Like we've gone through mentoring processes, right? So I've done stuff with what used to be Barbell Logic and then Gemrite. And then we both work with Two Brain Business. You just finished going to Tony Robbins. I've been in multiple masterminds, uh, both in and out of the fitness space. And a lot of what we're here to give is lessons learned and things that we do on a daily basis that are extremely practical and actionable on a daily basis. We're not going to be you know, we'll discuss things that are pretty high level, you know, as far as mindset goes, but, you know, between the two of us, how many gyms? So I've got two, you had three, I'm getting ready to open a third. So at least six gyms between the two of us and then Denise. So we're talking, we've mentioned Denise several times. We're talking about Denise Thomas, who's a flow master. He's been working on seminar staff for almost 10 years, I think. Um, you know, and she works at CrossFit Reebok one. So, you know, just an absolute massive number of hours on the floor in front of athletes. Um, and we're going to try to bring that experience to the community. Yeah. Denise being a part of this crew as well, you and I just heading up the podcast, but between the three of us, so much experience. And like you just said, the two of us have owned six boxes and let's, Let's dive into this a little further. People are listening. You know, today's an introductory episode just to get to know us a little better. Let's focus on on you for a minute. You've owned two boxes. You're opening a third. Tell us a little bit about the successes you've had. Clearly, if someone's opening their third box, something is going well. But you opened CrossFit Rife. When was that? We opened CrossFit Rife in 2009. It actually wasn't originally CrossFit Rife. It was, it was under a different name and we managed it and then we, we bought it and we basically ran it. And then I think we purchased it in 2011 and have been going since then. But I mean, it's been, it's been ours, you know, we had, there was financial backers for that initially. And then we bought it 
um, and then started running it from there. But, you know, my story is, is not super special. Like, you know, I, I was never a games athlete. I was, I, you know, I didn't have any sort of crazy extenuating circumstances as we grew the gym, like nobody closed and we got this influx of members. It was just me making mistake after mistake, after mistake running a pretty atrocious business, you know, not gym, you know, the, the coaching there I thought has, has always been above par. Um, but along the way you learn that, Hey, I'm good at coaching, but I'm awful at business or I'm awful at marketing or I'm awful at, media content. And, um, you know, so over the years we've continued to improve and continue to evolve in all the things that we do there. And, you know, developing coaches at this point is now one of my big passions and, um, something that has gone really well for us. And then, uh, so we opened that in 2000 and, you know, nine have gone through two moves, three expansions. And, you know, we currently sit in that location, 11,000 square feet with uh, a little over 250 members and, you know, above a 25% profit margin. So, um, yeah. And then last year in August, we purchased another business, you know, in full disclosure, like, like buying a business is not easy. We're in the process of, of building that basically from scratch because I wanted a different, I wanted a footprint in a different part of the city. And, uh, so we tackled a, a pretty, um, a pretty big project and we're working our way through that. And, you know, I'll give you guys all of the, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly as we go through that. And then we're taking on a new endeavor where we're, you know, we're starting a non-crossfit gym. It's going to be more like a boot camp style or orange theory type thing. Um, because we're looking to serve a broader community. And if we can have basically be our own competition and, and have somewhere for people to graduate to when they finish that type of training, then they can go to CrossFit Rife. So, you know, that's just a small bit of some of the stuff that we're doing. Well, I think you accidentally dropped a little bit of knowledge in there. You said something, you know, that maybe some of the listeners, I would guess, have no idea what their profit margin is. So you say, well, we're running at a 25% profit margin. We're not going to dive into it on today's episode, but those are the types of things you need to know to have a successful business. Yeah. And I, and you know, again, I'm an open book. Like it's, it is embarrassing me length of time we were in business and I had no idea what that was. Um, and I can tell you owning three and selling three, I don't know at any point in time what my profit margin was. So I think what's you'll learn from us is that full disclosure because just like coaching CrossFit, Fern was a little bit, you know, Fern isn't often humble, but he was for a brief moment there. He was a pretty... <laughs> <laughs> he was a pretty damn good athlete. I mean, you were a regional level athlete, so don't, you know, don't sell yourself too short. You might not have made it to the games, but you were a good athlete. But I think one thing we will both bring to this is this full disclosure, transparency, and the things we did wrong. And that's why we will be good. And what I was going to say is I'm a terrible athlete. You were good. I was terrible, still am. But because of that, I'm a decent coach because I understand the complexity of it. And we both understand the complexity of running a business. Yeah. And I think more along the lines of what I was alluding to was that I, I, I didn't have any notoriety as an athlete like that, that my short stint, you know, as a regional athlete, it, it did not in any way, shape or form benefit my business. Yeah. That's kind of what I was getting at with that. I'll give you that, you know, a couple of those games athletes can go back to their hometown 
open a business with their name on it. And all of a sudden they have 200 people showing up. You and I did not have that luxury. And, and for the record, I have, I have no beef with anybody that does that. Like if you have a following, I'll, I'll you, know. should absolutely, yeah. you should absolutely leverage that. So, uh, you know, please nobody mistake this for us. Like hating on people who are good athletes. Like you're a fool if you don't leverage that. Absolutely. And then, you know, just to make a couple of things clear, the other thing you, you referred to we a few times, just so you guys know, I assume you're referring to your wife when you're talking about we this weekend at the box. Yeah. So just a little bit more backstory on that. Not until 2015, you know, so think about that. So 2009 to 15. So, you know, six years into our almost 10, did I work at the gym full time? We did it part time. We were both active duty military at the time. Uh, my wife's still active duty military. So we've gone through that struggle as well. And I know what it's like to be a part-time owner and I know what it's like to be a full-time owner. And I'm going back to knowing what it's kind of like to be a pseudo absentee owner, not by desire, but because when you try to put more things on your plate, that creates a void. So you have to learn how to, how to manage that. And you have to learn how to fill those gaps with people that are either just as good or hopefully better than you at certain skills. And, and those topics are certainly going to be the ones that we touch on in the coming weeks. Things like how you run your intern process, maybe even how to develop a boot camp. And certainly the goal of this is how do you set yourself up for success to step away? Like you said, absentee owner probably isn't the best term because you're far from absent from your box, but it's a matter of how can I let this business grow for me? I mean, that's the goal of being an entrepreneur, right? Otherwise you're just, creating a job for yourself. Yeah. And, and for a while that's great. And, and, and passion will take you, you know, pretty far, but at some point that passion dies out and, and you have to be able to lay back on some sort of safety net or some sort of business that serves you because, you know, you can't just put your heart and soul into the business for 10 years and get nothing out of it. Like you'll just be a super angry, resentful human being, at which point you're no use to the athletes that come into your facility. But I kind of want to talk about you because I've always found your story to be, I, I don't, I don't know of anybody that's done what you've done, quite frankly, from a, from a gym standpoint. So you've opened from scratch and sold three businesses for, you know, what I would, I, and I know what a lot of gyms sell for, you know, I probably am intimately aware with no less than a dozen sales of gyms or businesses. And I would, without a doubt say that I don't know anybody that it has sold businesses for as significant uh, amount of value as you have. Yeah. I don't think there's a ton of documentation on there. A lot of CrossFits have been sold in the recent years, people that got involved early on. And I think it's more, they just wanted to leave. So they're willing to sell and maybe even, didn't know how to properly value their box. And I, I think a lot of it was just, it wasn't a successful box. So yeah, I've been pretty lucky in, in opening and selling three boxes. I, I started off three from complete scratch, you know, the first one and the, the biggest sale and the one I was the most proud of was Albany CrossFit, which I opened in the fall of 2007 and then sold right around seven years later in 2014. And, if you open back then, it was a very different ball game. You know, I'm writing my book all about that. And 
it's, it's really changed. The landscape of CrossFit has changed, but all that I learned in those seven years, you know, plus a few more with the other boxes is what we're going to bring to you. And hopefully, you know, whether your goal is to sell your box one day or to just create income that comes in for the rest of your life, that's what we're going to try to do with this podcast. Yeah. And I think regardless of what your goal is, so whether you want to be an absentee owner who has great staff and offers great value and does provide the best value of people's day, or you want to be an owner who still coaches and interacts with the members, or you want to own multiple facilities and, and, and drive a massive brand. This, the process is still the same. It, It gets tweaked along the way, but all of the principles and core concepts they don't change regardless of what your vision of that is. Like it's it just, it's all the same. So in 2007, it was a, a far different landscape. It's changed tremendously in 2019. The goal of this podcast is going to be on a weekly basis to bring to you guys something tangible, some education that you can immediately take back. And whether it's work on, with yourself, with your coaching staff, or bring to your members something to add value. Our goal is if you listen to this podcast every week, you will make more money, have more fun, and grow your business. Would you Would you agree with that? I would agree wholeheartedly. And, um, you know, so we'll just kind of drop this out there because a lot of what we do in the future is kind of based on this concept um, so that, you know, so that people can take something away from this podcast other than just like, these guys really think highly of themselves, um, which we do, which let's be honest. <laughs> um, so I, I kind of, um, stumbled across this idea maybe about a year ago. Um, and because I was struggling to figure out how to view and evaluate and like, and, and the question is like, okay, what is a good gym? And then this turns into this massive rabbit hole because, because a lot of that would be based on subjective ideas. You know, well, my gym's great because the people are great. Or my gym's great because the coaches are great. Or my gym's great because it runs a 43% profit margin or, or whatever that metric may be. Um, but everybody looks at it a little bit differently, which I think can be problematic because the more things there are out there, people can be led astray. And you can be chasing things that either A, not are in your wheelhouse or B, not actually even attainable or, or relevant for that matter. So I try to put it back in context of an athlete. So if I asked a different question and I said, how fit are you? Anybody in the CrossFit community immediately starts thinking of any number of metrics. You start thinking about what's your mile time, your 400 time. Can you swim a mile? What's your clean and jerk? What's your friend time? How fast can you do Diane? What's your deadlift? You know, how fast can you do Murph? And there's this litany of metrics that you can look at that are completely objective based on things that we know about CrossFit. And that conversation very much becomes binary. Okay, either you're fit or you're not, or you're pretty fit and there's some things that you're weak at. So the concept that I kind of use for this with regard to evaluating your gym is like, okay, well, if you looked at your gym as an athlete, how would you evaluate it? Right. So let's use just the three modalities that we have within CrossFit. So we have gymnastics, we have weightlifting, we have monostructural metabolic conditioning. How can we take something or that idea and that concept and apply it to the business? And, and I was just sitting around doodling on a whiteboard and I said, well, let's just keep these modalities, but let's, let's have something 
within the business that's parallel or that can be synonymous with, with these. And kind of what I came up with is that, you know, okay, well, if I'm going to be a well-rounded athlete, I have to be good at all three of those. Okay, perfect. If I want to be a well-rounded gym, I still have to be good at all three of those. But what do those look like in the business? And from a standpoint of monostructural metabolic conditioning, I look at that from a standpoint of like, how do you operate your gym financially and from a basic system standpoint? Because that stuff is not super sexy. It's incredibly tedious. It's really boring, but it is the thing that fuels basically all other activities. You know, if you, if you can't run, it's going to be really hard to do any sort of weight training or, you know, gymnastics, because if you don't have the cardiorespiratory endurance to do that stuff to be incredibly challenging. So that's the first piece. The second piece, and for all of these, there's a ton of metrics that we could apply to this. So they all have subcategories. The second piece is the gymnastics piece. And the gymnastics piece is kind of like marketing, right? So everybody knows that there is a massive bang for your buck if you get good at gymnastics. You know, your ability to use levers, your ability to move your own body weight and hold good positions uh, is incredibly valuable regardless of what else we're doing. The problem with that is most people don't really know how to train gymnastics and most people do not want to put in the time to learn how to do it because that is an incredibly long process to get good at those things. Let me add something to that because this is great and stuff. It's constantly I hope people... being revised, just like Mark. Yeah, go ahead. So I hope people are writing some of this down because this is going to be something we refer to often. Fern came up with this. I think it's super valuable. You know, the other aspect of that gymnastic piece that you and I have discussed before is like some of that's super simple. Yeah. Kipping pull-ups, you know, you could equate to like, I can post on Facebook. I can post on Instagram. Do you have a lever is a far different question, right? Can you, do a, can you do a planche? Can you do these scales that CrossFit.com is posting about on every, you know, other workout? And those are the boxes that have been super successful you being one of them and you are one of the most knowledgeable people I know in this gymnastic area of running a box. I mean, you know, I've stolen a lot of my stuff from Gary V, but the, the basic premise there is provide value. But, but again, it takes daily work and you have to constantly evolve that. And you're constantly finding different ways to advance that skill set and use different mediums differently. So whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, stories, long form on your, um, on your website, podcasts, all that stuff, YouTube, everything. It's figuring out how to use all of those. And all those are all my gymnastics skills, but it's generally, when you lay all that stuff out, it's generally pretty easy to identify which one you're either not good at or quite frankly, not doing at all. So again, going back to like using, you know, CrossFit's methodology of measurable, observable, repeatable, nothing we're going to put out there is, is like, well, you know, I'm kind of good at that. And I'm like, no, 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 we can look at it. It's not a question. You know, I can look at your Facebook feed and tell you if you're doing good social media or not, but it's not like up for debate, you know? Right. Just like you can look at someone's kipping pull-up and know whether or not they can do the more complex stuff. Exactly. So the third one, and I, I think this one is the one that's most important. And this is the one that I see and, and to be very, very frank, this is the one that probably rubs me wrong a little bit. It, it, the third one is the coaching. And I equate coaching to weightlifting because we can make fun of the CrossFit community because it's just easy to do. And we're all in the CrossFit community. Co the weightlifting and coaching are the same because of this. Everybody likes to say they're good at weightlifting, but nobody's really that good at weightlifting. You know, everybody likes to say they have great coaches, 
but very few people have a legitimate resume to put behind that or would stand the test of being full on evaluated at something like a level two or a level three or a level four type of um, course and, and where any number of people we could line up and, and everybody would give this person the thumbs up from a coaching standpoint. And I think that's largely because people look at coaching from a, a subjective standpoint. They're like, I'm a good coach because I think I'm a good coach, you know, but that's not really the case. Like the first thing is you need to have a resume. The second thing is good coaching is good coaching regardless, just like good movement is good movement. Regardless, you know, when you see good coaching and you know, when you see bad coaching, um, the problem is everybody's hanging their hat on coaching when that's really tough to do because until you get to a certain point in the coaching world, your consumers don't know the difference between good and bad coaching. You know, this whole thing that we have good coaches is predicated on the false assumption that the athlete knows what that is. And nine times out of 10, they do not know what that is. So that's kind of my mindset. And that's kind of the things we'll be using to guide this whole conversation moving forward and trying to evaluate gyms and, and evaluate ourselves, quite frankly, in a very objective manner. You know, are you good at those three modalities of running a business? Are you good at the operations of the business? Are you good at the marketing, both front end and back end and content creation? And are you good at the actual service of coaching and writing programming? And, and again, let me add one thing to that weightlifting because I love it. It's like so many people, hey, I can snatch 225. That doesn't mean you're good at weightlifting. You may be strong, but that doesn't mean you actually move well. You don't have proper mechanics, technique. And so many people think they're good coaches. They show up at their level two and they leave devastated. Yeah. And, and it's not to bash on people, but you know, like it's like anything else. You don't know what you don't know. I, I have multiple national champions and a national champion weightlifting coach in my gym. And I feel like I know a decent amount about weightlifting, but I know he's forgotten more things about weightlifting than I'll ever know. You know, and, and, and that's, that's the point. And, and I think, you know, it's, it's just like CrossFit. You need all three of those. If you're the best at coaching, just like this weightlifting coach you have, that doesn't mean he can market. That doesn't mean he can run the daily operations. And we need to have a balance across all three domains, just like fitness. And by doing that, you're going to run a successful box. Yeah. And that's the goal. And the point is that, you know, just like in CrossFit that like, you know, at first you're just going to make some minor tweaks and get massive gains. You know, you're going to go through that honeymoon of being a, a CrossFitter where every day is a PR. And then as you grow and as your business goes, the problems become more complex. They become more intricate. They, you know, they become larger in scale and the repercussions for getting those problems wrong is significantly greater. Uh, but that's no different than being an athlete. You know, as you get better, the risk, you know, as you move more weight or do more complex gymnastics, becomes greater. The risk for, you know, losing a competition because you're inefficient in a certain position becomes greater, you know, and it's no different in business. As you progress, things don't get easier. They get more, they get more complex. And that's a great way to kind of start to wrap up this episode, whether you're a brand new box owner or been at this game for four five, 10 years, you can always be improving. And that is our goal. We're going to provide this content out there for you weekly we're not asking for anything. Fern and I love the community. We want to give back. We want to grow our love for the community through you guys growing your boxes. And we just want people to be great coaches who are happy about what they do because, you know, there's no shortage of people, people out there that need what CrossFit gyms are offering.
So that's our introductory episode. You have anything else you think we should add to that, Fern? I'm going to put this out there. And hopefully, I think one last thing I would add to it is if you guys have questions, if you have specific topics you want us to cover, hit us up. I can give you my Instagram, my social media. It's the Jason Ackerman. Fern, I know yours is jfern3. Yep. Um, yeah, so I, I think, you know, the big thing for us is like we can talk all, all day, but more along the lines of what do you guys want to see? I think something that, you know, Jay and I have, which we're very fortunate to have is access. You know, so if you guys want to hear from the top coaches, you know, in the community, uh, the top business owners in the community, for most of those folks, that's a text or a phone call away for us, which not everybody has that. So um, we're going to bring that to you guys and we're going to give you guys the best practices. Awesome, Fern. I think that was a pretty good first podcast for us just getting to know, you know, how to record this and how to get it out there. I think this is pretty informative and I hope that the listeners have enjoyed it. Hit us up with questions again. I'm the Jason Ackerman on Instagram. Fern is jfern3. I think it's pretty simple and easy these days to find anything else you need to know about us. Google us. You'll find plenty of information about our CrossFit career, other podcasts we've been on, the boxes we've owned, how I'm in the top 2,000 in my age group in the 2019 CrossFit Games. and um, but, but you're in the, what are you, 50? Oh, what's your age group now? <laughs> I'm almost there. I'm there almost go. in the 50s. But <laughs> I, th- I think we wrap it up there, and we'll be back next week providing you with some great content on how to run a successful box. Yep. Make it the best hour of their day, guys. See you next week.